Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Money Podcast, your source for all things money. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram over at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today is a very special episode. I have um, Blake Harris, who was recently published in one of our Money Matters book. It was Real Estate Edition, Volume 2. I'm proud to have published him, and today we're going to get into uh, Blake's chapter and also what he's doing over at Mile High Estate Planning. Uh, Blake, just to start out, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on the show, Adam. Good to be back. Oh, man. So I'm excited to get into today's uh, content. So we're going to talk about your recent publication, um, Asset Protection for Real Estate, um, and why, uh, so, and what it means to real estate owners and our listeners out there. Um, that being said, though, before we jump into the chapter, I do want to give, um, for those of the new listeners that maybe didn't catch your first episode, I want to get, um, let's start off with a little a bit of an overview of what you're doing over at Mile High Estate Planning. Please. Sure. So I'm the managing attorney here at Mile High Estate Planning. We're based in Denver, Colorado, but we help individuals, clients, couples throughout Colorado and throughout the nation with their asset protection needs. Asset protection is the process of putting our clients in a better position to survive their lawsuit than they would have been without the asset protection. Awesome. And, uh, and by the way, we'll, we'll get back a little bit more into mile high in a moment, but I think that's a, our estate planning, but I think that's a great transition. So let's get into uh, um, your chapter in, in the most recent book, so Asset Protection for Real Estate. So just to start us off, um, let's get into why you need to protect real estate. Um, so where do you want to start with that one? Sure. So real estate is an incredibly good way to accumulate wealth. It's a great tool. You can leverage your money. We've been seeing real estate values grow for most of my life, most of the past 100, 100 years. However, it's also a great way to get yourself sued. If you're not holding your assets properly, you are at risk for ending up on the wrong end of the lawsuit and compromising or losing a lot of the money that you put into your investments or the profits that you see from your real estate investments. Yeah, I noticed that, and as I, and I, as you, we go through your chapter, I mean, I know you give, um, you you hit on multiple different things, and we're not going to have time to go through all of them today. And uh, and and by the way, as a hook to the listeners, we want you to go out and buy the book, of course. So we're going to have a link in the uh, in the show notes and all that good stuff, so you can pick up a copy for yourself and get more of what Blake taught in the chapter. But let's just start off with an overview of maybe the differences of some of the nuances that you mentioned for in the single member LLCs versus the limited partnership. Let's get into that a little bit. Okay, so I'm going to just phrase the whole chapter and then I'll break it down. So there's three mm -hmm. parts. There's a single member LLC, there's a multi-member corporation, and then there's the asset protection trust. The single member LLC is part one. These operate much like a sewer cover. What you do is you put a single member LLC over your piece of rental property, over your piece of real estate, and this reduces the chance that one of your assets goes toxic, and it prevents that toxic asset from bubbling up and affecting your other assets. Now, it doesn't protect that asset from being taken away, let's say you're sued in your personal life for running someone over with your car, but it keeps that asset safe from infecting your other assets. So that's step one, the single member LLC. Mm -hmm. Step two 
is the multi-member corporation, often a limited partnership or just a multi-member LLC. Now, this gives our clients charging order protection. What charging order protection says is that if a client is sued and somebody's trying to take away one of their pieces of real estate, trying to seize one of their assets, this charging order protected entity makes it, gives our clients the ability to delay paying a judgment. And delaying when you pay a judgment is an excellent tool in helping to negotiate a settlement. Plaintiff attorneys turn down seven out of every ten cases that come across their desk. If you have the ability to tell a plaintiff attorney that you can sue my client and we can wait as long as we want to pay you, then you're much more likely to have someone not even sue you in the first place. So step one, single member LLC. Step two, charging or a protected entity. And then step three is the asset protection trust. And this is a real spine, this is a real backbone. And an asset protection trust is where we actually draft a trust that says clients don't have to pay anything to a suing creditor to somebody trying to take a piece, one of their assets to see some of their real estate. So, uh, Blake, I know this is going to vary from person to person, of course, and also from, you know, complexity of situation. But what do you find are some of the common mistakes in your experience that people make when, set, when setting up these, uh, these entities um, that kind of leave them, you know, exposed? So this is, a, this is a question I get often with estate planning and with mm-hmm. asset protection. I'm going to tell a quick story about uh, that illustrates the, the example. Well I'll, well, I'll answer it. And it's, and it's waiting too long. It's, it's putting it off. I started my law firm the year mm-hmm. that my children were bo- the, the year that my children were born. My children just celebrated their seventh birthday about a week ago. They're boy girl boy girl twins. Congratulations! When, That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. When they were born, I knew that I needed to set up a will and trust for my own children. It wasn't until they were about, and I was working as an estate planning asset protection attorney at the time, it wasn't until they were about two years old that I actually got around to taking care of my own estate planning needs. It's like a plumber that goes around and fixes everybody else's toilet but, but doesn't become home to a mm. uh, broken toilet, toilet them, themselves. And it's the most common mistake. It's a mistake I made and it's a mistake that I see other people making, making as well, waiting, waiting too long or thinking that they don't have enough assets. That's a very common one as well. There's mm-hmm. a common misconception that asset protection is only for the super wealthy. This is simply not true. Take two clients. Client one has a million dollars. Client two has a hundred million dollars. If both of these clients were sued for, let's say, five million dollars, I'd be telling client one, you have to settle this case. You have to pay, pay something, something out. Client two with $100 million, I'd say, don't settle anything. Go buy, hire the best defensive attorneys in the, in the mm. country. Fight it. And if you lose, it's not going to affect your standard of living. It's not going to affect your quality of life. So the number one is putting it off. And number two is thinking they don't have enough assets. The majority of clients who I set up an asset protection plan for have somewhere between a few hundred thousand dollars and a few million dollars. I'd probably say between five hundred thousand dollars and five million dollars is where the majority of individuals fall. Man, that's um, I, I love I love uh, I love your tips because you're right. Putting it off, I, I think, is the number one thing. And what people don't understand, I think is maybe some of the other nuances to estate planning that, so, uh, you know, like you mentioned, um, you know, for a certain net worth, okay, and thinking about money, but when, when you think about the thought process of children and other things, I mean, there's some other considerations that come into play outside of money. Can you talk to on, on, on some of those for us, please? 
Sure. So there are, there are two reasons to create an asset protection plan, two reasons to put together an estate plan. And, and when I talk about them, they, they should be done together. There's case law that says your asset protection plan holds up better and stronger if you create your estate plan at the same time. So when clients come to me concerned about a potential lawsuit, concerned about protecting their property from from potential creditors, what I say is, okay, we're going to set up an asset protection trust for you, a single member LLC, a holding, a holding corporation too. But we're also going to set up your estate plan. And we do this for a couple of reasons. One is the majority of my asset protection clients have not signed a will. 70% of individuals haven't signed, signed a will. And the majority of my clients haven't, majority of my potential asset protection clients haven't done their estate plan or don't have their estate plan up to date. So we take care of that. As, as well at the same time. But it's not just about money. It's money is an important driving factor to what gets a lot of people into my office. But really what's important is preserving family harmony. In many cases, or in some cases, the unfortunate ones, and it happens quite a bit, the beginning of probate, so when a, an individual passes mm-hmm. away, or the beginning of a lawsuit is the end of the relationship between certain family members, whether it's step-parents, brothers, and brothers oh, and sisters. Man, yeah. Having a properly drafted estate plan where intentions are set out, there's no room for argument, can go a long way in both preserving the family assets and in preserving family harmony. Yeah, I mean, that. I mean, it's a great point, and I've seen it. I mean, I've seen it. When I was a financial advisor, I'd see it, and it's not always the money thing. Sometimes it's emotional things. Or sometimes it's a specific piece of property. Um, it's not always the dollars and cents, but you'd be, I mean, you won't be surprised, but some of the people listening that aren't in the business that are dealing with this, I mean, you know, brothers, sisters stop talking, um, you know, cousins, sometimes mother and child. I mean, like, I mean, it depends on how things were set up, but, like, family can be broken up without having this done. So for some of the people out there that are that are maybe procrastinating because they don't think it's the right time or the right type of money or they're going to think about it or maybe they think they're already protected, I mean, think a little bit about the emotional side of preserving the family unit after you're gone. If everything is set up, um, then it, it, makes it, it makes it easier for, not easier to move on, obviously, emotionally, but um, it, it makes it less likely that there's going to be fighting within the family because you'd be surprised. Like, things change, especially when it's the patriarch or the matriarch of the family um, leaves the picture. Like, the whole family framework has the opportunity to change it. Sometimes it may not come out the way you want if you don't have those things pre-planned or set up um, in advance. So um, love all those tips. Love all that reasoning, Blake. Um, so that being said, uh, Blake, I can I can talk to you about this all day, especially if we start getting into stories. Um, but that being said, if somebody is listening to this and they want more information on mile-high estate planning, um, two-part question. Um, number one, um, what, what's typically the right type of fit for a clientele for you, number one? Um, number two, what's the best way for them to reach out and to learn more about mile-high estate planning? So we are a full-service estate planning law firm. We don't do anything outside of estate planning. We don't do divorces. We don't do car accidents. We don't do anything criminal. But we do everything in the estate planning arena. So that starts with drawing up and capacity documents as soon as your 18-year-old goes up off to college, setting up a revocable trust for a young family that just had a baby and wants to make sure that that baby has a protected trust setting up an asset protection trust for the family as they get older and accumulate more assets, setting up a Medicaid protective trust when it comes time for the family to retire and they're concerned about nursing home care. And then we also help with the administration portion after the family passes away. So our clients 
really cover a wide variety of people, ages, ages, and, and, and income. In terms of what, in terms of getting a hold of us, pick up the phone. You can give us a call. Our number is on our website, milehighestateplanning.com, or you can go online, contact us through our through our website. Schedule a free consultation. We always start with a free consultation so we can learn whether or not you're an individual or a family that we could help and so that you can learn more about us and get comfortable working working with us. All of our work is done on a flashy basis after the initial consultation. We should probably be able to, we would be able to quote your price for what it costs to set up an asset protection plan, set up an estate plan for, for you. And you know exactly what it's, what you're getting, getting into. We don't charge annual fees with 90, for 99% of our clients. And um, we actually encourage our clients to call us at any time once we've been engaged to ask questions about their plan so that we can help keep their estate in line with their goals as their life situation changes. Man, that's awesome. Well, hey, Blake, um, really, uh, first off, thank you for your contribution to our most recent uh, Money Matters book, Real Estate Edition, Volume 2. Um, was an honor to, to publish your work. Um, loved it. I know you're going to help a lot of our readers um, out there that have been following us for a long time get protected and really um, and you know take their real estate game to the next level in terms of asset protection. So thank you for that. Um, and also, thank you for coming back on the podcast. It's been, been, been a pleasure having you back on and for all the value and tips that you added here. Um, so thank you for that. And to the audience who is listening, uh, don't forget, subscribe to the podcast. Also, pick up that book. Um, we'll definitely have a, a link in the show notes for it so you can read uh, Blake's uh, writing there. And um, Blake, thanks again for coming back on the show.